Hello, brothers, and welcome back to another episode of Our Very Own Balanced Men. I hope you all are doing well during these unprecedented times. I'm excited this week to bring you a conversation I had with our brother, Pat Gibbons. Pat is a Pennsylvania native, and he graduated from Westchester University in 2018 with a Bachelor of Science in Secondary Education. He first joined SIGEP in 2015, and he quickly got involved in his chapter leadership. Throughout his time in his chapter, Pat held the positions of Vice President of Recruitment, Chaplain, and Vice President of Membership Development. Pat also attributes much of his growth as an undergraduate member to his experiences at the Ruck Leadership Institute and the Tragos Quest to Greece. After graduating in 2018, Pat traveled as a regional director and volunteer specialist in Florida on the HQ staff. He now serves the fraternity as the recruitment services director. Outside of SIGEP, Pat enjoys cooking, Philadelphia Eagles football, and growing his knowledge about higher education and student affairs. Uh, This interview was a lot of fun to record, and I hope you all enjoy it. Let's dive right in. All right, the Mr. Patrick Gibbons with us on the show today. Thanks for hopping on, Pat. Yeah, absolutely, Caleb. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> you bet. Well, I, I'm pretty stinking excited about this. This is our, our first uh, interview or guest with, with someone from the HQ realm. Um, so I'm excited for that. But even before you've got this stint on HQ, you've got a pretty exciting undergraduate path. Uh, you know, a, a short stint there at Westchester University, but man, you made the most of it. So like looking back at your undergraduate years, is there like a, a memory or a moment that you look back and you're like, man, that that embodies my, my SIGEP experience? Is there anything that like stands out? Wow, that is such a good question. And... You know, I was definitely fortunate to have such a great undergraduate experience overall uh, in SIGEP. So it's 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 tough to pinpoint, I think, one that truly encompasses it. But I think really thinking back to the lessons that I learned as an undergraduate and how SIGEP has shaped my life, I think one memory that truly epitomizes it, because I think when when I sum up my SIGEP experience, I think simply put, it it was a positive challenge. And I think one memory that that embodies that was when I had the opportunity to step into the vice president of recruitment role for my chapter, uh, my second semester in the chapter. Um, we there there was a vacancy uh, that that came up for. Uh, vice president of recruitment and you know me being like a super eager excited you know not new member anymore because i was you know in my second semester but just like really high on SIGEP and excited to get involved and learn more mm-hmm. um, i'd taken part in the recruitment committee leading up to that point and then this was about two weeks into the semester and i got a, a phone call from our chapter president at the time you know, explaining that, hey, like now there's a there's a vacancy in the role. I know that you're newer in the chapter, uh, but we want you to step into this vice president of recruitment role 
uh, prep for formal recruitment, which is next week, and to really inform our strategy. Um, and <laughs> I was definitely speechless at first, uh, nervous. You know, I, I definitely saw the challenge that was in front of me. Uh, and would be lying if I said, I, you know, there, there wasn't some worries or doubts in the back of my mind. But, you know, I was fortunate because, you know, it, it was a challenging situation at first trying to step into this role. Yeah. But just looking back on that, that moment and that memory, I think that's really what informed the rest of my SIGEP experience and embodies just like the the super helpful and transformative challenges that I've faced, you know, as a SIGEP and, and, and outside of SIGEP as well, um, that, that have truly taught me the biggest life lessons that I've had um, mm-hmm. because of being in the fraternity. So that, that would definitely be one that, that I can point to to say like, wow, that, that, had, that has definitely defined and, you know, embodied what my SIGEP experience has been overall. Wow. That's pretty fascinating. Like literally your, your first experience with the, the spring formal recruitment was as the, the VP of recruitment yourself. So thank goodness you, you caught Siget fever quickly. It sounds like, um, <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, a, a freshman stepping up or, or first, first year member of the chapter stepping into that position. And then you, you had two, two other exec positions, two under your belt before you graduated, correct? So yes, yeah. You pretty much just collected the entire exec experience then. <laughs> uh <laughs> I I love that. So then yeah. I mean since you've you've seen it firsthand through the lens of like pretty much the entire exec board like what would your bit of advice your your biggest piece of advice be for like an undergraduate member stepping onto the exec board for the first time? Um hopefully not in as much of a, a baptism by fire, like you kind of had, but what would, what would your go-to advice be for that, that new member stepping up onto the e-board for the first time? Yeah, I would say the biggest piece of advice that, that I have there is, you know, especially if you're coming in as a new member, stepping onto an executive board role or a relatively newer member into the chapter, you know, it may depend on the chapter experience, but you know, don't be afraid or don't doubt yourself um, in the sense of you're coming in with maybe not as much experience or content knowledge as maybe some of the other guys that you're going to be on the executive board with or, you know, guys in the chapter just in, in, in general um, to, to not let that, you know, be a central doubt for yourself, but use that as a strength um, to really contribute some unique experiences and perspectives to shaping the chapter culture. Um, you know, it, it, it's such a unique opportunity as a new member to get to do that. And I think from my perspective, from the executive boards that I've worked with on staff and um, as an undergraduate myself, I think reflecting back the executive boards that I've seen be really efficient, innovative, not afraid of change are the ones that there's like a good makeup between newer members and then maybe some more seasoned members um, as well. So definitely to, to that new member, like don't be afraid of that. Like don't doubt yourself, just go in full force and give it your all because you know, you, you have such a huge opportunity to make a difference. And you know, that's something that that shouldn't be taken for granted by any means. 
Wow. I really like that. That's, that's really great advice. Cause I feel like, yeah, that there's a bit of the, um, imposter effect for, for at least like the first month when someone steps into that position, uh, whatever it may be on the exec board, uh, even if they're not just thrown into it a week before formal recruitment. I, I like that. So <laughs> yeah, I guess I feel bad because asking someone to, you know, find the pinnacle moment for um, such a rich undergrad experience like yours is pretty tough. Like breaking that down a little further, like, is there a most impactful moment? Cause I know like you went through rock, uh, Trago scholar yourself. Like, is there any moment throughout your undergrad that stands out as the most impactful or most just most meaningful moment? Yeah. One, one that comes to mind immediately. And I think one that, you know, I continue to point back to and was definitely a turning point for me, both in SIGEP and, and outside of SIGEP, um, had to be on the, the Trago's quest to grace. Um, and I'll dive in a little bit more cause I know that, that those that haven't experienced or have gone on the quest, like may just see as this like big, big sort of experience. But for me, the, the moment, um, you know, it, it's still hard to put fully into words, but, uh, you know, on the, on the quest to Greece, you, you form pretty close relationships with, uh, both the mentors and the other scholars that you get to attend with, um, you know, some pretty deep reflection and discussions, mm-hmm. um, w- one specifically. And I think the moment that, that I point to is on the quest to Greece, when I shared my, my personal story and some of the struggles that. I was going through at the time with just who who I was as a person and my identity and just some of the pressures and anxieties that I felt around that. And after like talking through all of that, just like the immediate sense of like brotherly love and support and like kind words of encouragement and like even hugs like that moment, like bar none was definitely a pivotal moment for me because I think for me personally, like it was so impactful because that was one of the first times that I like owned my personal story and like my backgrounds and mm. started to see that more as a strength than something that had held me back at the time. And then to me, that truly like epitomized what what brotherly love is and what what the essence of our fraternity is and what the heart is. You know, no no pun intended there, but yeah. um, you know that that definitely that moment changed my life and you know that experience as a whole but just that that sense of like family that i felt with the the other guys mm-hmm. i was on the quest with and just the support and the you know follow up conversations and discussions definitely has influenced the person that i am today for sure wow yeah i i i've heard that so many times from other folks that have gone on the trip kind of describing that same life impact and I, I you've seen it even firsthand whether it's like a carlson programming or like a life after college when like those scholars see each other like that that depiction of brotherly love that you mentioned going up there the the biggest biggest hugs uh biggest grins on their faces too that's pretty powerful so following like your your undergraduate experience then you went straight into hq then uh living out of your car uh uh, as an RD. <laughs> so uh, take us through that. Yeah. Like what made you want to uh, apply to be an RD? Yeah. So I, 
you know, initially the, the regional director role wasn't something that, you know, I was dead set on applying for or, you know, had a firm or strong interest in, at least throughout like my junior year. Like I, I knew that like the regional director existed and I was fortunate to have some pretty great regional directors um, as an undergraduate myself, but the opportunity itself, like I never, never really saw myself in that role um, until I was moving into my senior year um, post Quest degrees. You know, I was I was nearing towards the end of my time serving on executive board roles. Was moving into you know my getting ready for my last semester um, and started having conversations with uh, a few different staff mem- staff current staff members at the time. Um, just to learn a little bit more about the role. Uh, mm-hmm. Davis Orr, who uh, is a past staff on the programs and events team, also was a regional director who was a mentor on the quest, had, had talked to me about it at the time then. Um, and then Paul Anderson was was someone who I talked, uh, who's actually my my, uh, my manager now on staff. So it's kind of like full circle here. But <laughs> uh, he, he had talked to me throughout, I think it was October, uh, in November of my senior year, kind of overcoming some of those hesitations or, or questions that mm-hmm. I had initially. Um, and then as soon as I came, came to Richmond for my, my hiring day, which hiring days right at the, the end of the process for interviewing to be a regional director, I was just hooked and sold on it. Um, mostly because of just the staff environment and the experience, yeah. all the people that I met, just the the welcoming nature and the family nature that I felt um, of the staff when I was able to visit for the day uh, was just something that it was just such a comfortable feeling um, mm. and one that I can definitely relate back to when I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go to college. So that feeling um, and desire to want to give back, right? Because like I'd served in in a few different executive board roles and like I mentioned, was nearing towards the end. So I was I was looking for opportunities to continue to give back after graduation. It just, you know, fortunately it all, all lined up. I I was lucky to, to get an offer, uh, had accepted uh, right on the spot when I did get that, that offer, that phone call, uh, the December, my, my senior year. And, you know, just reflecting back on the the past two years now that I've been on staff, like I'm so, so happy that, that I took that, that leap of faith and and said yes to that offer. Wow. That's so, that's so cool. Yeah. Because I mean, your SIGUP journey had even just started before, before being offered that position just a few years prior. I, I love that. And then what, remind me again, what region did you have? Yeah. So I, I was lucky enough. I served in one of the specialist roles. So I was a regional director and volunteer specialist in oh, Florida. Okay. Um, so I got to work really hands-on with with two chapters in particularly our Florida Alpha chapter at the University of Florida and then our Florida New chapter at Florida International FIU uh, okay. in Miami. So uh, stayed in stayed in one state the whole wow. time. Spent uh, quite a bit of time on the Florida Turnpike back and forth. Uh, but yeah, I, I was lucky. I was lucky to get to really spend some some in-depth time with, with both of these groups and get to know them pretty well. Wow. Well, I'd say Lucky's an understatement. You got to spend your year in Florida. <laughs> you didn't get the honor and privilege of, of cruising through the cornfields of Iowa throughout the year. Oh my goodness. Wow. You know, 
you weren't lucky like one of our like Taylor Swanson to to cruise through Missouri yeah. and, and Iowa and <laughs> wow. Well, so, it, I mean, that's even a pretty unique experience for an RD rather than, you know, being on the road in astronomical amount of days uh, you or being spread out between like dozens and dozens of chapters. You really got to dive in, you know, head first on these two chapters. Like what was your favorite part of that experience? Um, I mean, because with just having two chapters, you probably got to really get to know the brothers really well got to know the the chapter and campus climate really well. Was there a part that you enjoyed about that the most? Yeah, I think for me, I mean, it's not even I think, without a doubt, it's the people, right? Because mm-hmm. you, as an RDVS, or just having a smaller portfolio of chapters that you work with, you're just privy to more time to get to spend with them. Um, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to really sprint through like you know the chapter needs help in these sorts of areas you know that you're on site for you know three days you want to spend time just one-on-one quality time but sometimes that that may feel um you know like it has to happen in such a short period of time whereas you know it was quite the opposite for me so people bar none i mean those two chapters in particularly that i got to work with uh, again florida alpha and florida new just have such an incredible volunteer base that are so passionate about the SIGEP experience, passionate about their, whether it's their home chapter, even volunteers that work with those chapters that, that, that particular chapter isn't their home chapter, just really passionate, passionate volunteers that, that care undergraduates that, that get it, that, you know, truly believe in brotherly love and believe in their chapter experiences. Like to me, that was just astounding to see. Um, and, and I was really fortunate as well because I got to spend spend so much time with with those groups and mm-hmm. you know the the different volunteers and undergraduates that I got to build some pretty great relationships and you know still still check in with quite a few of the the undergraduates that that I got close with last year and. You know, seeing, you know, some of the volunteers at both of those chapters at, at mm-hmm. Carlson or Conclave, it's just such an awesome experience to get to to reunite and, and catch up. Um, you know, pe- the people, but like, hands down, were, were the best part or my favorite part of, you know, my my portfolio and being in that, that RDVS role last year. That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, because you even have so much more time to connect with those people rather than your your three-day window that you're trying to pack in as many chapter meetings or committee meetings in as you possibly can. It doesn't really create that window of opportunity to connect with, you know, some brother or rising leader in the chapter one-on-one. Is there, I'm curious, is there like a a proudest achievement? Because I know, I mean, depending on what's happening on a national level, some some regional directors are really proud of the work that they did incorporating uh, the Balance Man app into chapter functions. Is there something that you're really proud of, uh, you know, that year, where there was improvements with either of those chapters? Yeah, so for for my two chapters in particularly, I was something that I'm really proud of is I got to really coach them and help them in reaching uh, really significant SIGEP milestones uh, for both of them. For, for Florida Alpha um, at, at UF, they received their Buchanan Cup uh, last summer, which was the first Buchanan Cup since the chapter had returned back onto campus in spring 2016. 
Um, so it, it was just uh, like, I, I cannot take like any credit really for that. Like those guys are just so driven and motivated, but to get to play like an advisory role in that and to get to coach them through some of those, you know, last, last goals that, that they had wanted to reach in order to apply um, in the first part of my year was just so awesome and felt like such a culmination and, and getting to see all of like their hard work pay off was just huge. Um, and then for, for FIU, um, they, as a chapter got to a place where, uh, they were able to dissolve their alumni advisory council at the end of, uh, my year on the road. So to have their, their charter fully back in the, the hands of the undergraduates was just something that was just so cool to see because, you know, those like, they are so passionate about, about the SIGF experience and passionate about each other mm-hmm. and, you know, their, their chapter as a whole, it, it was just so, it, it, again, it's hard to put into words, but just it, it's such an awesome feeling to get to see them fully get to own their, their chapter experience and, yeah. and want to own that and to really set, set great goals to continue, you know, the climb moving forward was, was just awesome. So yeah, I would have to say getting, getting to see my, uh, the, the two chapters that I worked with achieve those, those different milestones was, was very, very rewarding for sure. Yeah. I can't even imagine like major kudos because I can't sitting there at, you know, at the ceremony and watching that chapter go up to get a buck cup after you've spent and invested so many hours in the chapter and helping them get those milestones. Uh, that's gotta be an amazing feeling from, you know, a, a staff position and an advisor role major kudos and then i mean yeah i mean at the end sorry go ahead i was gonna say i mean at the end of the day like those of us that work on staff like the most rewarding i mean i can't speak for everyone but you know most of the the guys like when we're talking about different chapters that we're working with like at the end of the day like that is what is most rewarding for us is seeing the chapters that we work with whether it's you know volunteers undergraduates chapters as a whole getting getting chapters to to see them reach their goals and achieve whatever you know milestone they're reaching towards or whether it's a small project that they're completing like that's what's most rewarding and fulfilling so wow yeah we're we're lucky because like we we get to see some of those things come to fruition and that is what what definitely reinforces you know why why we work on staff in the first place for sure yeah and it, it's pretty prominent too with with all the work that uh, HQ staff members do. So let me ask, like, what is your uh, personal why? I know it's pretty prominent. It's like right there in your, your LinkedIn header. But what is your personal why? Like, what gets you out of bed in the morning to to work with these undergrads, to work with our our staff members, and and to continue the great work with with SIGAP on a national level? Yeah, such a such a great question, and one that. You know, I, I've definitely been able to define, but definitely is still evolving as, you know, I, I continue in higher education and whatnot. Uh, but but for me, I mean, my personal why, why I do what I do, why I want to work on staff, why, you know, I got a degree in education and want to continue in higher education is really because I, I'm passionate about fostering development in, in other people and helping them reach their full potential and, mm. and, and defining setting and achieving like, and living out their why. 
um, you know, within SIGEP specifically, you know, obviously I'm really passionate about coaching guys in setting goals and reaching their goals and, and hitting their full potential as a chapter. Um, but, but more so just individually, the people that I work with, cause I'm a very, very like big people person, um, is I just love helping other people and, you know, love helping people personally reach whatever full potential, full, full self, full story, whatever it might be. And, uh, living that to the fullest. So, I know it's not like as clearly articulated or, or defined as maybe others. And I own that, um, wholeheartedly, but yeah, definitely, definitely focused on helping other people reach their potential if I had to really boil that down. Wow. That's pretty powerful. So it, it sounds like you've caught the higher education bug then quite, quite strongly. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and so following like that year as a specialist then, and, and with that pretty powerful why, uh, stayed on staff and recently with a promotion as well. So you're working with recruitment. So the guy that was thrown into formal recruitment with a week's notice is now working on, on recruitment on a national level. So what, what drew you into recruitment? What's, why is that such like a, a, a passionate area for you? Yeah. Well, first, Caleb, it's funny that, that you mentioned that callback there to uh, when I was vice president of recruitment as a, as an undergraduate, because honestly, I had that same, I'm, I'm not getting that same realization this past week, just reflecting back on like, you know what, if you were to tell that, that like kind of scared, shy undergrad almost, what, five years ago now that he was going to be working in recruitment services on SIGEP staff, I I probably would have laughed at you, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how, how things work out that way, but yeah, I mean, recruitment as a whole, I, I'm drawn to that because, and it sounds cliche, but you know, recruitment is the lifeblood of our fraternity and each of our chapters. Um, recruitment is, you know, the easiest way, not just to, to grow a chapter, but also the easiest way to change a chapter culture. Um, whether whether positively or, or not so positively as well. Um, and, and for me, you know, I, being so passionate about higher education, you know, I, I'm very invested and interested in what student experiences look like mm-hmm. overall. And recruitment, al- although you know there are some different ways to really impact that that culture, right, of that student group or organization, whether it's a, a fraternity or or what have you. You know, there's some different ways to 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 shape that once all of those members are in. But recruitment is really, really the way to to maintain that that culture, uh, improve it. Um, So that's what really got got me passionate about it, because I think I think so oftentimes, you know, recruitment can be this this sort of high pressure position in a chapter. And, And, you know, I've heard that from a lot of the vice presidents of recruitment that I've worked with this past year, uh, whether in my portfolio chapters or just other chapters that I've had the opportunity to work with. Um, and and I know that that can be very high pressure, but at the end of the day, like can be such a rewarding position because you are, you know, and, you know, I'd hope that it's not just the vice president of recruitment that, that is controlling this, but really anyone involved in recruitment, like you are directly impacting what your chapter looks like, not just a year from now, but like five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. And and that is such a cool 
cool opportunity because like you you have the opportunity to shape the fraternity far beyond just when when you are in it yourself mm-hmm. as an undergraduate um, so that's that's what what got me initially really hooked on recruitment and the opportunity to get to help to shape it and and coach guys on it um, so yeah it's I mean I'm biased right like I, I will always say recruitment is the 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 best position in the chapter to have but I, I you know my position on staff aside I, I truly believe that oh and only slightly biased working on it uh, full time just a little bit <laughs> I mean I, I won't say I'm totally unbiased there but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love it. People, people ties into it. people experiences and an environment. You gotta love it. And so I guess absolutely. If you've got a a billboard, then um, that every SIGEP undergrad in the nation is going to see, and you've got some message about recruitment to put on that that billboard. Uh, what are you putting on that billboard? Wow, how big of a billboard are we talking about here? Like, how much can I fit on there? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I. That's the. I could see you trying to pull out, you know, uh, Pat's Ten Commandments of of recruitment on there. <laughs> yeah. Or how big can the text be? Because I mean, I I could fill up a a billboard with a lot of different things. Wow, that is that is such a good question. Um, I think what I would boil boil it down to um, right now, especially just being, just recognizing, you know, the current situation that, that we're in just overall as a, as a world community, right. With, with pandemic and whatnot. Um, I think really, really two things here. Uh, One of them being very hyper recruitment specific and the second one relating to recruitment, but just like an overall sort of message that I think is especially crucial uh, right now within recruitment and outside of recruitment mm-hmm. um, for for our chapters. Uh, the first one in terms of just re- recruiting specifically is truly utilize all of the recruitment strategies and tools that you can use. Uh, and, and I'll elaborate a little bit on there. Uh, you know, our fraternity is lucky because we don't just rely on, you know, formal recruitment to bring in all of our, our new members and, you know, I, I, I could I could talk for hours about why, you know, it, it we've seen it like chapters that do utilize all these other strategies to be, you know, super successful, similar in manpower, less risky, just higher quality members. But, you know, I won't go down that 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 rabbit hole right now. But, you know, truly, I've seen that when chapters, you know, utilize year round recruitment, utilize the balanced man scholarship, you know, even utilize you know, pieces of formal recruitment for like a lead generation standpoint to, to get get more names and to at least get your foot in the door to get to know uh, get to know guys on on campuses. Like those chapters are just, I, I think overall have, have such a widely meaningful uh, experience. It's a far more diverse chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't just mean diverse in one sort of sense, but just in all of these different different sort of components um, and definitely chapters that I see are, are the top top dogs, not only on their campuses, but in the whole landscape of, of SIGEP chapters across the board. 
right? Like those are the chapters that you see winning Buchanan cups that have such a long history of, of success. Um, so again, that's the first one, like use as many recruitment strategies as you have, uh, and use them to the fullest. And then the second thing that I would put on that billboard is to focus on what you can control. Um, mm. and, and I know that that is such a wide phrase. Um, I, you know, at this point, I think I, if I could get an easy button to have next to my, my laptop, like that would be one of just press it, like focus on what you can control. Um, mm. you know, with the situation that we're in right now and just so much uncertainty, especially moving into to the fall and what, you know, our, our college campuses are going to look like when in-person interaction can safely resume whenever that may be, Yeah, is that there are going to be all of these factors, all of these obstacles that are just not within our control that are going to come up in front of us. And it's going to be really easy to get distracted by that or to get scared or burnt out because there are going to be so many of these things that we just cannot control at the end of the day. So like the biggest, biggest piece of advice that, you know, I've been giving to, to chapters that I work with and, you know, some of my colleagues, both on SIGEP staff and even outside of SIGEP staff, some different fraternity sorority life advisors that I've been talking with. Um, is like, what can we control? What are those things, especially within in recruitment, right? Like, mm-hmm. can we still be meeting as a recruitment committee? Can we still be uh, generating leads, interacting with PNMs over a virtual medium? Uh, like, that is what is within our control, and that is that is the best that we can do. So let's do that to the fullest. So that would uh, definitely be the the second part of my uh, billboard there. Nice. So it, it sounds like. Rather than a billboard, we just need to get you one of those electronic signs on the highway that just is set on like teleprompter <laughs> mode <laughs> just to keep. Yeah, maybe a fun little picture, a GIF or something to get the people excited there too. Yeah, yeah, I think that that would be good. I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like those two messages from a recruitment standpoint, even, you know, not not within a, a pandemic sort of environment, I think are the two biggest piece of advice that I would still give, yeah. you know, to, to any, any undergraduate, um, but especially our uh, recruitment committees for sure. Yeah. Well, and I like that. I like that mentality of, of focusing on what you can control. And in, in many ways too, while like COVID-19 has drastically changed the whole game, right. And it's, you know, made our SIGIP experience go online, whether it is a virtual run to Richmond or uh, gaming with your brothers online or the awesome, like the videos that HQ has been pl- pushing out. Um, so there's kind of been a silver lining in that it's, it's forced this innovation. And we've seen that across like various industries. Um, and it's going to be exciting to see that continued speed of innovation. That being said, like what is that silver lining in, in your opinion for recruitment? Like, where do you see that forced innovation for chapters as they're navigating this new world over this summer and leading into the fall with with BMS scholarship ceremonies and, you know, fall recruitment as a whole? Yeah, I I mean, I think first first thing just to to highlight, I think the point that you just made there, like there's such a huge opportunity to innovate, right? And to, you know, really push ourselves to do things differently than we've done them in the past. I mean, one of the the phrases that, you know, I 
really try to shy away from is like we've always done it this way mm. right so i think now now more than ever is the time to push ourselves to innovate push ourselves to you know make changes and i know the word change is kind of scary to people i know for me personally sometimes change can be scary but to embrace that because i agree like if you look back on on history from a business standpoint tech standpoint you know what have you when companies when people have had the opportunity to innovate that is when truly monumental significant things just to be all encompassing have have occurred whether it's a product a process a technique an idea uh so i think that we've got a huge opportunity i think from a recruitment standpoint uh from an innovation standpoint and, and i don't think it's necessarily something that's totally 100% new to a lot of our chapters you know it it, it maybe but from my perspective i think we we as an organization and our chapters from a recruitment lens need to get really good at utilizing to the fullest like i mentioned some of these other recruitment strategies uh that that we've ha- always had before right so mm-hmm. I, you know I, if i were to if i were a betting man and i had to bet some money on what recruitment or formal recruitment could mean in the fall i would bet that our chapters are not going to be able to utilize that you know, as fully as some may have in the past, which I know for some may be a really scary thought. Um, and, and I totally understand that. Um, but I think when we're faced with that sort of, all right, we, we have a choice here, right? Like we have a choice to, you know, whether it's just being innovative, maybe not in the grand SIGEP sense, but in like our specific chapter sense to try to really utilize the balanced man scholarship, maybe for the first time or to, utilize it a lot more uh whether it's to utilize a year-round recruitment strategy and you know by year-round recruitment strategy i mean how are we building like personal relationships with pnms first on a maybe one-on-one or two-on-one basis and then moving to some sort of chapter interaction where you know we're introducing them to the chapter whether through a, a chapter meeting maybe a like a hangout i've seen a lot of chapters do cooking classes which I'm all for like yes. virtual cooking classes or just including them in, in something that way. So that way they can see firsthand what it's like to be a member of SIGF and then just not being afraid of asking them to join. And, and that may mean over like a video chat like this. Uh, like it, it's exciting that some of this we, we haven't done before. Or maybe some of our chapters haven't fully utilized, but I think our chapters are going to be far stronger uh, if they make those choices to just dare to be different, to mm-hmm. make that innovative change again, whether it's just innovative for, for their chapter and to take a leap and to try it. Um, so from a recruitment lens, like it's, you know, it's definitely a little, little, you know, not scary at first, but yeah. you know, it, it, this landscape's going to look a lot different this fall than it has in the past, but there's such a huge opportunity here to try new things and to, really push ourselves out of the box and to adapt for sure. Nice. What a positive and optimistic message. I think that would be calming for any VP of recruitment that's kind of on on the edge of their seat about what the fall will hold. I, I like that a lot. Uh, well, the, the diehard question, uh, the most important question I'll probably ask today, as a, as a diehard Eagles fan, right? 
when can we expect a renaissance bid of Jalen Hurts? Everybody wants to know when's that renaissance oh my bid happening. Goodness. If I had if I had the power to do that right now, that would have already been done. Let's let's be honest here. <laughs> um, wow, I mean we do. I mean we do. Uh, was it Ryan Matthews recently um, played on the Eagles? Is a SIG app. Uh, I don't think he's currently on the Eagles, and now I'm going to sound like a really bad Eagles fan for not knowing that off the top of my head, right, right here and there. But man, if we could extend a bid, maybe to like Carson Wentz, like that would be my my next choice, or even Nick Foles. Not not a bird currently, but uh, dang, did he uh, he uh, came in clutch there uh, in 2018 for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that is for sure. Then we've just opened up this whole box of NFL Renaissance bids. Uh, Barton will probably want to get Brady in there, even with him making the move to Tampa Bay. Oh, and uh, we'll we'll just see. I I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, I recognize. And Bart and I have have gone back and forth a few times on Facebook, uh, <laughs> some Facebook comments around uh, NFL season. But yeah, at, at this point, let's just start a, a, a was it a, an alumni chapter? Start an alumni chapter. We don't have those, but let's let's take a leap. An alumni NFL chapter. Let's go. <laughs> Boom. The next innovation uh, forced on us in terms of recruitment from COVID-19. I love it. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I, we, we now uh, are heading into the lightning round. So this is a page straight out of okay. Tim Ferriss's playbook, uh, the lightning round is those fast hitting but um really a last ditch attempt to try to squeeze as much knowledge and insight out of our guests as we can um for our listeners so you ready for the the hard hitters yeah i am a little nervous but <laughs> <laughs> uh okay well um favorite book or most impactful book that you've read How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, nice. A Dale Carnegie guy. Love it. Oh, love it. Read it every year. Like, everyone should read that book every year, for uh, sure. Should be a required reading for every VP of recruitment as well, I, I feel. Oh, I agree. Oh, you're, you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, favorite quote or bit of advice that you've received? Be yourself. And I know it's so simple, but whether it's from a recruitment lens, whether it's just us individually in our chapters and outwardly in our chapters, just be yourself. I mean, SIGEP truly believes in brotherly love and our fraternity. You know, I, yes, I'm biased. Like I am in SIGEP, but you know, I have a lot of, a lot of friends and, and different classmates that were, were in fraternities or, or are still in fraternities um, from college. And, you know, I have yet to see a group at, as close as us. And I know that's very limited. You know, I'm limited to my own perspectives, but, you know, just be you, be yourself and, and nothing else. I love that. Short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, from even our conversation, there's no shortage of brothers that you've crossed paths with. Uh, what is the brother that has most impacted uh, your life personally, professionally, and uh, how so? Oh my gosh, I have to pick just one. <laughs> uh, um, wow, 
that is so as difficult. Well, I think I am probably not going to answer it directly, like directly as you wish. I, there are definitely a few that I have to, to recognize for, for very specific reasons. Okay. It's hard to, to pinpoint just one. I think the first, and I mentioned earlier, uh, the chapter president at the time that asked me to be vice president of recruitment, Brett Pugliese, uh, because like I mentioned that, that truly has shaped where I've gone in SIGEP and, and my trajectory uh, for sure. So have to have to point to him 100% for for taking uh, a leap of faith on me. Um, think a, a second and it's got to be a group like it just can't I, I can't pick one out of this group. But the guys that I had the opportunity to go on the Trago's quest to Greece with in, in 2017 that truly embraced me with with brotherly love challenged me to to you know reach my full potential uh you know those guys left such an indelible mark uh, mm-hmm. on me and you know will will truly be a part of my life forever um, and then i would have to say the the second second or excuse me the third wow but it's more of like a, a group are uh, the guys that I had the opportunity to uh, travel with as a regional director last year. So you know, mm. we joked, uh, Jared Ryder, you know, being being one of those, uh, you know, Matt Rowe, uh, one of my my close friends from from that team as well. But really, all of them, and I tr- I truly mean this, and I know some of them might be a little upset that I'm not name dropping them right now. But like that that whole team from just. You know, we we went through our first professional experiences post graduation together. Uh, mm-hmm. Overcame a lot of obstacles, both personally uh, and, and professionally, throughout the year. Uh, truly, were there for each other. You know, throughout all of those those joyous moments and challenging moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have taught me a lot about what it means to to be a professional. To you know make that transition from being an undergraduate member to a uh, sort of alumni member of SIGAP. And, you know, they, they were a group that has still to this day are there for me, no matter what, but have, have taught me so many lessons. So I would have to point to them as well. Again, sorry, I, it's so hard to point, point to one. Uh, but, but those like Brett and then those, those two other yeah. groups that I mentioned, uh, bar none. Yeah. That's yeah. I kind of realized how uh, impossible of a question that is when you consider like you've got your <laughs> undergraduate crew, you've got your crew of brothers from the Tragos Quest that you bonded with, and then like the the group that you traveled with that initial year as an RD. Uh, yeah, that is an impossible question. All around good names. I, I was wondering if if Jared was going to get a shout out there. So saw it. Got an, got an eye with Ada in the lineup. So we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the last one is kind of a fun one, right? So um, they've put you in the starting lineup for, for the Eagles, um, just plucked you out. You know, quarterbacks aren't performing, you're in. You're, you're walking out to start. What is your walkout song? What's your, uh, what's your swagger tune? Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. Well, let me just say, I have probably like 30 playlists on Spotify with a lot of different hype up music. So I don't know which is a harder question, this one or the one about who's been an impactful player in my life. <laughs> but wow. If I had to boil it down to one, or if I had to choose one, especially thinking about 
the Eagles and just the journey that they've had within the past few years, I would probably have to go with Stronger by Kanye West. Nice. Uh, the Eagles went through a lot of uh, obstacles that, that Super Bowl run year with Carson going down and Nick have to stepping up. Uh, you know, they, they were coined like the underdogs, you know, throughout really the whole still, I mean, probably still, still not are anymore since they won the Super Bowl, but um, you know, truly they face a lot of obstacles and adversities. And I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say I blasted that, uh, uh, that song as well when I was last year maybe rolling up to a, a chapter visit or uh, needing to you know have a have a crucial conversation something to amp me up and to get me pumped um, yeah definitely a pretty high energy song for sure <laughs> so, so so you're telling me stronger is your your pump up tune for crucial conversations well there are, no well, there are many different <laughs> pump up songs let's let's be real here and i i am not joking when i say i have a lot of spotify playlists yeah uh i'm a guy i listen to all different types of music Mm -hmm. i bounce back and forth pretty quickly so you know i do listen to some of the same songs over and over and over again but i jump around a lot so nice i would say that's not a it's it's not a constant but it it definitely has been one uh, that has been used at Definitely. times for sure. Well, I just, <laughs> I love that notion of like, I mean, insert any song, but like about to go into a, a tough conversation with a, a team member jamming to like gonna fly now, like jumping around, getting, getting humped, yeah. uh, you know, pumped up. Uh, <laughs> that probably would have been the more Philly appropriate song. Uh, I, I was kind of then, expecting it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was kind of re- waiting for it, but I, I still like stronger. That's a solid choice, but. Wow, what a what a, 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 a yeah, another all-encompassing episode. Um, some really really insightful comments on recruitment and some really great wisdom, um, just stemming from your experience with HQ staff and and some of the unique positions that you were put in as an undergrad with Westchester University. Uh, thank you for for sharing your your SIGEP story with with our listeners and and hopefully they're able to get some some really great insights and wisdom out, out of what you've shared today. So thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Caleb. I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't thank, thank you and, you know, thank other undergraduates that are listening to this as well for the work that y'all do and the leadership that, that you show and how much you guys really just own the SIGEP experience. Because at the end of the day, like, this experience is is yours and the fraternity is yours so it's 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 undergraduates like like you that truly inspire you know me and others on staff so so i greatly appreciate the invite and appreciate all that you do thanks All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of our very own Balanced Men. Appreciate all of you tuning back in. If you've been listening to this show and you enjoy this podcast, encourage you to connect other brothers that might enjoy the show with our Facebook page. And if you know a brother that you think would be a great fit to have on the show to share their story and some of their wisdom with our listeners, feel free to recommend them to us by dropping us a message on Facebook or shooting me an email. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on our very own Balanced Map. Thank you.